Courageous Conversation, Cece and Karen. What's up, Karen? Hello. Hey, Cece. Happy spring. It's spring already. It feels like summer. It's like 199 degrees here. So <laughs> that's interesting. I was just talking to someone today who lives more in the mountains and they were like, it just, this is the first day it's felt like spring. Winter has just passed uh, for them anyway. <laughs> we just skip it. Spring doesn't necessarily exist in Arizona. We just go <laughs> straight to summer. I was Winter, hoping for like summer. the rest of the month to just kind of stay at like the 80 range. Like still, that's a bit warm. And I was just hoping for it. But now it's like, no, 99, 100, 98. That's where we're sitting. Way, couple weeks. <laughs> way too hot for me. I mean, uh, kudos to you uh, for, for living in that kind of temperature. <laughs> and give me the snow any day. Oh, see, that's it. The opposite, total opposite end. I just want the in-between. That's 75, <laughs> a little breeze. And maybe don't like freak out when I forget to wear sunblock, you know, <laughs> it's like a new like habit. Now I need to get into like now a hundred degrees, like, okay, skincare routine, add sunblock, sunblock to it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you brought up habits. Cause actually I want to talk about that. You know, this is one of my things as far as, uh, becoming aware of and, stimulating some kind of change in our habits. And I have a course course called NVC and habits. And now I'm starting another one, NVC and habits Two pathways to celebration, which we touched on a little bit in our last call. But I, I want to talk about what, what it is to me to focus on habits and what they even are. And I know you've been through the course um, back in one of its its first runs. And so you have a little bit of information on how I talk about habits and what maybe NBC, um, how it can be applied to or used with these things that we call habits. Yeah. Um, I'd be curious to hear what you say, because I know the first time that I went into NBC and habits, um, I was like, we're going to change my whole life. <laughs> and then I know one of the first things you said was like, hey, we're not necessarily here to like change everything. We're here to create awareness around why you're making choices that mm -hmm. turn into habits because now you're making that over and over again. Um, so it was really interesting to be on that journey in place of what I would consider like the typical journey of like, okay, time to cut out. If we were talking about like nutrition, like cut out every carb I ever see and, you know, <laughs> and it not lasting long-term, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is, um, there is a component of time, which is why I make it 12 weeks. So for us to concentrate and focus on something and we give our awareness to it, it will it will change through that focus in a three month period. So that's kind of the scientific research is that you do something for three months and you can start seeing results. So it's some kind of neurological pathway has changed or deepened. And um, this, this amount of time has trained your body, your physical uh, organism. So there is, there is a component there about why, why I choose 12 weeks. And then the other thing that you're pointing to, and is really important to me is that 
although we have a willingness to change, a focus is first we need awareness. We need awareness of what we're doing. So I think it's even a positive step when you go, oh man, I ordered fries with my burger and a shake and I ate the whole thing again. Like that's awareness. It's even though it's afterwards and you've done it and maybe it was unconscious or you were just went there and you were really hungry or whatever it was. Um, it's awareness to go, wow, I did that thing. So that's step one for me. And a lot of times you, you go, well, that's really easy. We do that all the time. But if you think about our thoughts, there's not all the time are we looking at our thoughts and going, wow, I just did that. Wow, I just thought that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. I agree with. I actually um, was talking to someone the other day and I was like, you know, I'm trying to like recognize when I'm running in, in auto and be more aware of when I'm actually what I'm saying to myself. Because mm-hmm. I realize that there in certain moments the thoughts just like come out and they actually just are I don't know how to describe it there's so many long pauses because I'm trying to think of the word but like I'm so used to them being there Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. sometimes I don't realize they're there right and so now I've been trying to be more aware of it and I'm like wow I actually like need to be fully conscious like of every thought when I'm doing something mm-hmm. if I want to do something differently yeah yeah fully bringing the light of our, our awareness onto our thoughts and that's what we call in nonviolent communication being present so how <laughs> present am I to this moment, am I lost in thoughts of the past or am I lost in future thoughts, strategies, you know, ways that I want things to happen? And I'm not saying there isn't a place for daydreaming because like anyone, I love a good dose of daydreaming. But when we're, we're wanting to bring awareness to how we show up in the world and maybe get different results, whether it's in relationships and relationships with food or, 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 you know, what we're seeing in our world, our co-creation um, to really be present. Like how present am I right now in this moment, in this conversation? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but I had, you know, in college, I had a professor and he was actually the Dean of the school. And he said, guys, do you know how important presence is? And I remember in the moment being like, Oh, another professor dean out here trying to leave us with wisdom and now i'm like oh i get what he was saying because his example was he's like we are constantly in a state of trying to do multiple things at once that sometimes other things like don't get the care that they need so his example though was to me at the time was funny because he said you know i get nervous just listening to music driving and eating at the same time. He's like, what if my body just says you're doing too much and I choke on the food? I just forget. <laughs> like, so the example itself was kind of lighthearted, but it, at the end of the day, he was just, you know, proclaiming how important being present was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here I was, freshman C, like, shut your mouth, bro. We live in a multitasking <laughs> world. We'll never succeed if we don't multitask. And now I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> 
like if right someone, like a client or something like hey like how good are you at multitasking we have so many projects I would not like tell them like, yeah I'm the best multitasker because I don't think that's for them like hey mm-hmm. if you have all these projects lined up that's great mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be doing in one hour like little tiny pieces of each one because then pieces of it are going to get lost like you actually need to dedicate time and break things down if you want things to move in a certain way I know mm-hmm. it's like a kind of a vague example <laughs> but no I, I I like it I like it because it it definitely marries to my idea of what presence is and you know when I think of living NBC other than just knowing or teaching it but living it it takes this quality of slowing down and being really aware, like not pushing beyond where you are presently in that moment. So yes, you can have many tasks that you're committed to and, you know, you have many, like you call it multitasking. I I think that there's, there's a place for having, you know, like a whiteboard of stuff in front of you and the quality of your focus on one task at one time, uh, the product of it in my evaluation is a stronger product. I kind of lean the same way as you. And to me, it it also just shows like care. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I I could multitask. Don't, don't get it twisted. We could do that. (laughs) But the thing is I care. And so I'm choosing to not go that route and spend time to make sure each piece is built with mm-hmm. care um so that that end result is what we want it to be whatever that looks like but i also yeah. heard you like talk about like celebrations for this nbc like pathways to celebration so how does that tie in as well well i don't want to go there yet oh, okay rewind um and i hope you can remind me of that in a minute now i want to talk a little bit more about uh habits and and what we do when we're shining the light. It's like, yeah, Karen, okay, so shine the light, shine the light. What does that mean? Awareness. <laughs> um, it's exploring through the power and the process of nonviolent communication. Uh, what's my self-responsibility in this thing I'm calling a habit or this thing that I continue to do consciously or co- unconsciously? Um, what needs? Is it meeting or not meeting? Probably some of both. How do I feel before, during, and after when I'm with this thing? And then how does it affect the rest of my life? And by that, I mean, like, say, say my habit is um, looking for validation from others that, you know, I need some kind of pray, words of praise or a gold star or a write-up in a paper or something like this is, you know, gosh, I'm noticing that I need this because or I'm telling myself I need this because it's not mm-hmm. a need. I want this. This is a habit of mine. I'm not saying it is, but I'm just making this up. Um, <laughs> it has an impact on my whole world because then my mind starts focusing on that. I haven't gotten this thing. I haven't gotten this validation. I haven't gotten this in a while. What's going on? What's wrong with me? I'm not good enough. And then I start going into, you know, maybe a spiral. So it's not enough to be aware, know what needs that are met or unmet. Um, 
but also to know what's the impact on my life. And do I want, what do I want in my life? So expanding the, the circle of, of my needs to, um, to a wider circle. That makes sense. I kind of think about too, in my own, like little example was go real life. The first time I did habits, I think it was about nutrition and we were whatever, like that habit itself was like eating certain foods. And then when we were, when I was like looking back at like my, my role in it, I was like, oh, like I was every time I've done this, I've been needing like comfort in some way. Right. So then I was like, oh, okay. I'm needing comfort. What are other ways I like to get comfort Mm -hmm. (laughs) that maybe can switch it up so that, um, because for me, the current habit was not life-serving, like long-term, you know, Mm -hmm. and the the effects of my being afterward is like my stomach hurts or like, I'm realizing I have allergies to certain things. So like my whole nose gets stuffed up. I get clogged like in my throat so I didn't want that anymore mm-hmm. um I'd be like okay well I like taking warm baths or I like laying in my backyard like that also brings comfort and so then also realizing like hey what emotions were tied in when mm-hmm. I was like needing comfort right was I angry was I sad was mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I don't know embarrassed whatever um and mm-hmm. all of that played a role. <laughs> and then I just made a choice, right? I did the quick choice is how I would call it, which is, Hey, it's super easy for me to just like grab a burger, come back and shove it in my face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also actually, once I sat down with it, it was like, it's actually really easy to just like turn hot water on and sit in my bathtub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, you notice a lot on, in this path and, um, one of the things I noticed recently, cause I too also I guess this was two years ago when we were doing the first NBC and habits, um, was working with my relationship with food and, and that, that has shifted a great deal. And obviously there's integration time and everything, but this past week, I, I felt hurt and anger towards something and immediately I went to food. And it was interesting because I, I was working out with my trainer later and I said, you know, I'm noticed, I noticed what I did yesterday and this is what I did. And luckily, since there's not a lot in my house that is, uh, you know, I would say too bad for you. Um, I think what I did was I just ate, um, an extra slab of protein, whatever that was. Um, instead of one piece, I ate two, but it was still like angry eating or hurt eating, you know? Um, but I noticed it, I noticed it like immediately. And then I took responsibility for it. And I understood that that was like, I just, that was kind of an extreme. I couldn't process everything I needed to process. So I went to that, um, which for me was an extreme now prior, believe me, it would have been a tub of ice cream or other <laughs> things that are more detrimental to my body. Um, so through the process of being aware of habits and, and how I relate to them now, you know, now I'm at this, this place. I think that's now we can move into celebration. Yes. My favorite part <laughs> celebration. Here we come. Let's go. <laughs> So with NBC and Habits too, the Pathways to Celebration, I want to honor 
all of these pathways that we've been through, bringing awareness to our um, habitual thinking, habitual relationships, um, and and to celebrate our deepening of our consciousness. And there's different paths to that. I'll be using some of this Pathways to Liberation, which was created by four trainers um, that are based on Marshall Rosenberg's work. I'll use a little bit of that. It's like three pages of different kinds of pathways um, in relationship to the curriculum that I already created in Habits One. So there's a prerequisite of having, you know, having that first 12-week course, which everyone's in luck because that course is being offered on the 22nd, just in a few days, um, starting the 22nd of April. And then that'll run up against the second course. So the celebration is uh, first, just where, where are we now? And um, how have our thoughts changed? Uh, what's our deepening of our consciousness and awareness, and then starting out on the next journey. So they get, they take the prerequisite of habits one to create awareness. And then like habits two is about like realizing where they are now and celebrating where they are now. Maybe they can actually see like, Hey, I want comfort. I want this. And it's kind of, they get to like dig a little bit deeper into that habit. Yeah. Yeah. And the power versus force book that I use, uh, from David Hawkins, uh, Dr. David Hawkins, we will go a little bit more into the kinesiology. I've been revisiting, um, his rich, rich body of work. That's my opinion, of course, uh, <laughs> but I experience it as very rich, very deepening and, and bringing in, you know, some, some scientific research that he has as well as playing with what is this kinesiology that he bases his work on? What's this collective consciousness work? Sounds a little woo-woo, but it's definitely based in science. My um, guess is that like, there's also probably some like muscle testing, things like that in there to kind of uh, enrich like the awareness that's kind of grown like to the physical level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So applied to kinesiology is that is muscle testing and um, you can use muscle testing person can do it on you or you could do it on yourself. So I will be giving some instruction on how I do it. Um, and then also showing a couple of different embodied ways to do it, uh, with each other or by yourself. Okay. Yeah. I, might, I might actually pop in there. <laughs> be kind of fun. Yeah. I think uh, it's going to be fun. And, and, you know, we have a lot going on in our our world right now as our world becomes more interconnected there are what i'm seeing is a a a churning up on all the things that don't work and really like the lights being shown on things that don't work whether it's way we communicate with each other or our judgments um our choices are our lack of choice all of these things. And the more that we're self-connected, the more we're going to be able to handle all of this churning up in what may look like chaos. Woo. Girl. <laughs> I say that too, because I don't know if I mentioned this last week. I think I remember us talking about it and I don't remember us touching on it. Um, and the podcast was 
you know me on my social media game Mm -hmm. and a lot of people from other countries and by a lot I mean like maybe the 10 that I scroll by on on TikTok (laughs) um (laughs) that's a lot in my in my TikTok world um that are from other countries reached out like have reached out like through their videos and been like Americans you good like we're seeing a lot of things happen out there in the states that we're a bit concerned for y'all and it makes me think like okay this can't only be happening like in the U.S. we're just you know a light is being shown on on different things um but apparently it's shining pretty bright down (laughs) on the U.S. Well, and it's only going to get, you know, brighter. We're in 2023 and you know what comes up in 2024. Um, <laughs> no, I do not. What comes up in 2024? <laughs> We've got another presidential election. Oh and- yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say something else, like some energy shit. And I was like, <laughs> kill me now, kill me now. I don't, I, I do know about that, but I won't go into Um <laughs> Okay, great. Politically, yeah, politically, we're going to have some, you know, we're going to have another, whatever way it goes, where whatever direction the conversation is coming back into the forefront, I don't think we're going to be able to hide from it. And the more that we can be self-connected and listen to each other, the more chance that we can have some unity in this country. I do have hope that we can have unity. I also have a lot of apprehension. that not in my opinion not much has been done to further the conversation to connect both sides um of this of politics in our country unfortunately there are two sides which there was more um in the last four years last three years so we have our work cut out for us (laughs) yes we do and a lot of it is just our own work and I think the more that we can we can understand, you know, why we choose the habitual things we do, then the more ready we are to make different choices, including and, and most importantly, maybe our thoughts. So if we're thinking in right, wrong, or we're thinking in shoulds or have tos, even on the smallest level, when something large like this comes up, like a, a national conversation we can go, hold on, (laughs) hold on. That's not the realm I want to play in. I want to talk about it from this angle. I want to talk about it in a different way. So I see this year as a real preparation time of getting very clear with myself and the choices that I'm making and how I want to be in the world. um, So I can be more connected to my community, not less connected. Yeah. And I just want to mention this because I remember the first time I went in to habits, I just thought like, oh, like what habits do I have? And I was always thinking of like, what am I eating? What am I drinking? Like a an action in that way. Um, and a habit can also be, what am I telling myself? Like, what are what's my thought pattern around life? Am I constantly saying life sucks every day or um, things like that can also be considered patterns and you can take those things into these courses as well, um, to create awareness around like all these belief systems you're walking around with. Absolutely. Extends beyond food, drink, thoughts, social media, screen time, porn, um, even you know am I constantly listening to music and never in silence you know there's that 
am I always in silence and never in dialogue? <laughs> uh, there's that. Um, yeah. It can be anything that you're focusing your time. And you might, you might go is, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, this is really working for me. This thing I'm choosing all the time. Here's the needs I'm meeting. And then it's just pure celebration. It's like, well, what are you getting from the class? Pure celebration. Then if you find that there is nothing you want to change, still come and celebrate. I love it. I want to come and celebrate. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have all this other work I need to do, like inner work, you know, so <laughs> I'll be walking in with some thoughts for sure. <laughs> um, it could go either way, right? Unfortunately or fortunately, I'm aware that there is some things I want to um, So where can people find like all the information about these two courses coming up? Both at karenstars.com and at networkforNBC.org. So I'd love for people to sign up or reach out and ask me questions about it and really think about, you know, what do you want in your life? Oh, okay. This is a little mic drop moment. <laughs> what do you want for your life? Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Oh, it's always a pleasure talking to you, Cece. Back at you. Thanks for listening.